This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, I want to talk to you a little bit about the trouble that I have sometimes with my son and my daughter. They love the Internet, as I do. The Internet is an incredible resource, educational, social, recreational. It's all good, except it's not all good. Some of it is real bad. And it can show up on your kid's screen when you least expect it. So how do you as a parent handle it? I want to tell you about Hero Parental Control. It's the most comprehensive family Internet solution available. And the activity from all of your family's devices can be filtered, can be monitored, and even tracked via GPS from a dashboard on your phone or your iPad. Material that may be healthy for a teen can be harmful to a young child, and so you need to have the perfect protection level from toddler to teen to mom and dad. One of the most important steps to a safer internet in your home is recognizing this is a really big issue. Hero gives you the power to create a protected and nurturing online environment. There's nothing like it. Try Hero. Block the bad. Choose what's good for your family. Visit blazehero.com. That's blazehero.com. Hero.com. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. As always, I am on social media. I'm not hard to find. If you go to Twitter at Freedom Disciple singular and facebook at freedoms disciple plural or you can also send me a friend request jonathan dunn 58 that's my personal page um get involved i would love to hear from you um i love engaging with you as much as possible i do spend quite a bit of time debating with people online and discussing things in a principled way and i do take as much time as i can to respond to your messages to your comments because i believe if if you take the time out to to comment or to send me a message the least i can do is take out a few minutes of my time and respond to you so unless you've been living under a stone you will have known there was another terrorist attack this week and in london now just full disclosure i'm recording this on thursday morning um, so I'm sure there'll probably be updates between you now and you hearing this um, on Saturday. But just I wanted to give you the latest update that I have. Um, a terrorist decided um, there was a terror attack in central London Wednesday. The attacker drove a 4x4 onto a pavement on Westminster Bridge. And he plowed into pedestrians um, before finally crashing. And then he went to the... Um, outside the House of Parliament and, and got into the, I think it was the inner perimeter, and he stabbed a policeman. Um, police have revised the death toll to four, and PC Keith Palmer was the, the policeman who was stabbed um, outside West the Houses of Parliament. A woman in her 40s, believed to be a mum of two, a man in his 50s, and a terrorist. There are 40 injured at last count, some with catastrophic wounds is the way the the British police are describing them. 29 have been taken to hospital and 7 are in critical condition. On Thursday morning, or on Thursday in the middle of the night, your time, um, British police launched raids and I think there is 7 people arrested. It is yet again another horrific attack. 
But I, I want to discuss two things about with you at the terror. I just wanted to give you an update because you're listening to this on, at the earliest Saturday afternoon at 12 Eastern. So there's going to be several updates between now and Thursday morning and Saturday about this terrorist attack. So I don't want to give you an update or give you old information. I want to discuss a couple of principles with you. In a minute, I want to make a plea to both Donald Trump, but more so the Secret Service. But first, I want to talk to you about terror. I think we are at danger by the media, by the population, and the way these terrorist attacks are taking place of being asleep. If you ever watch people online and you see the outrage after a terrorist attack, because it's a horrific event, and especially in these tourist places, if you've ever been to London um, and you wanted a picture of Westminster, this is pretty much where you go for the best picture. It's the most scenic picture. It's the most beautiful picture. It's, it's, it's beautiful. And this is exactly where they targeted but you ever see the outrage? I'm sure you've seen it. And I'm sure maybe some of you have felt it that, my God, another terrorist attack. When will we wake up? I actually want to share a theory with you that I'm working on that I actually think the more terrorist attacks that happen, the less likely we actually are to wake up. Let me explain the, the, the theory of my thinking behind this. And again, you can agree or disagree. But I'm watching these terrorist attacks and I'm seeing, especially in Europe, a acceptance. It's just becoming the norm. Not an acceptance that they're good, but an acceptance that, yeah, we they just happen. They're just part of our everyday lives. Because so many have happened. You had the mayor of London who is... Don't insult him, John. Um, I'm trying to think of a positive term, but I can't find one, so you can ins- insert your insult here. The mayor of London saying, well, it's just the price of living in a in a big city, these terrorist attacks. It's just the price that of daily life of living in a big city. I think the more these happen, that we're not the less likely we are to wake up because we've just accepted them. It's just become commonplace to switch on the news or if you're or if you're like me, which I'm guessing many of you are, maybe more advanced, or I have an iPad. And you get a I get alerts from Fox News, from CNN, from BBC, from Reuters. Um you just get this message on your phone of breaking news. You know, the the economy added so many jobs this month. Um, the day was up today by, you know, three two thousand points. Terrorist attack in these places, in London, in Paris, in Madrid. But I also think that the size and scope of these terrorist attacks are also measured against one of the worst we have ever seen in this world, 9-11. And we just scale down our opinion of it because of the size well, it's not 9-11, 3,000 people didn't die and buildings didn't crash into the street. You know, only three people died. And that's sad, but it's, it's three people. It's not 3,000. 
I think many people in Europe have just become, this is just a day, just a, a norm. And the police just need to be better and we need more police and we need more surveillance and we need less privacy and we just accept it. I think I haven't found the solution to this either. But I think we are at dangerous risk of, of falling into that trap. And I don't know how to get us out of it. But I also have a plea for Donald Trump. And his Secret Service, more importantly. There was a story out last week, which I'm sure you heard. And this is going to America. Hat tip Reuters. A man who scaled the White House fence last week was on the property grounds for 16 minutes before he was detained, the U.S. Secret Service said in a statement on Friday. Jonathan Tran, 26, faces a maximum sentence of 10 years in prison for entering the grounds without permission. He hopped the five-foot fence near the U.S. Treasury Department, which is located next to the White House, and then climbed an eight-foot vehicle gate and a shorter fence near the southeast corner of the east wing of the White House grounds before he was caught. The Secret Service can can confirm that at no point in time did the individual gain entry into the White House. Oh, well, that's okay then. He just got onto the grounds. He didn't get into the White House. Everything's okay, folks. But he was on the grounds for 16 minutes. He had a backpack. And I think there was mace in it and a few other things. I think one of his Donald Trump's books was in it. But he had a backpack. Then there's this story from last weekend. A heavily hat-tip Daily Mail. A heavily armed U.S. Coast Guard boat was seen patrolling the waters near Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort after a supporter of the president claimed to have sneaked into his office to take a selfie. The boat was pictured guarding the Lake Worth Lagoon not far from Trump's Palm Beach property on, on Sunday. Later on Sunday, Trump departed Florida on Air Force One, ending his fifth weekend at Mar-a-Lago since the beginning of his... That's irrelevant. The previous night, supporter Joseph Young shared a selfie on Instagram of of taken in the president's study at the resort with a painting of a noticeably younger Trump over his right shoulder. The alleged agent, Evader, captioned the photo by saying the following cool statement. (laughs) Because this is hilarious. Snuck by the Secret Service to catch this selfie. They might have told us not to go in there. Ho, 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 you're so funny. Here's my plea. It is to Donald Trump because, first of all, you're you're the president. Whether you like it or not, it's irrelevant. Whether you support him or not, it's irrelevant. Whether you voted for him or not, it's irrelevant. He's the president. And when you're the president, you have responsibilities. And one of them is to keep yourself safe. And the White House and the Secret Service have this responsibility. That's their oath. They're charged to protect the President of the United States. My plea is this. Is to start worrying less about the tourist angle of the White House. And how aesthetically pleasing it is. And more about doing your job, which is to protect the life of the President. Because I remember the days under George Bush after 9-11. There were snipers on the White House. And there were clear mandates. If you crossed that fence, you were shot. 
You were shot because you were at the height of war. I really hope that the Secret Service look internally, that Jason Chaffetz, who is one of the leading people on the Hill over this committee, over the Secret Service, look seriously into this issue. Because whether you like Donald Trump or not, he is the most powerful man in the world. Yesterday's terror attacks in London should show one thing. That they will target Parliament. That nowhere is safe. Now people say, well, you know, look, what damage did did the terrorist attack do yesterday? What what real damage was there? You know, what's the outpat what's the fallout from the terrorist attack? Well there's two things. Let's just go to London. Which is but it's app for London, it's app for America, it's app app for Europe. And that is a lot of economies today, you know, have a large part to their success due to tourism. If people don't feel safe going outside into tourist places, guess what? They won't go. So your economy is affected. Those who live there, I've seen several conversations of people going, you know what? It's just not worth going out. I've, I've, I've heard those conversations. It's not worth going out into a public place. Let's just stay. Let's not go to the match. Let's not go to the concert. It's just not worth the risk. And also, it's too expensive, so let's stay home. That will affect your economies incredibly. And if you start affecting your economies negatively, you're going to have more economic hardship. And that's going to cause even more problems. But secondly, let's just focus on Donald Trump and the White House. This guy, Jonathan Tran, who jumped the grounds and was on the grounds for 16 minutes and had a backpack. It's not just about killing the president and killing Donald Trump. Can you imagine the propaganda that ISIS and all the terrorists stuff? Let's say this Jonathan Tran was actually an ISIS fanatic. And he got into the building for sixty or onto the grounds for sixteen minutes, and there was a bomb in his backpack. And let's not go to worst case scenario. Oh my God, he killed Donald Trump as president, or he killed my vice president Mike Pence, and and caused a massive constitutional crisis. Let's not just go to the worst one. Let's just take something that would be relatively really bad, but you know the best case scenario in that situation. Let's just say there was no casualties. Not even a Secret Service person was even hurt. But part of the East Wing, which was had no one in it, there was a bomb exploded outside it. And part of the East Wing kind of fell. Or crumbled. Or is now black, you know, with the burn and the soot of a bomb. And there's a fire. Let's just take that. Can you imagine the propaganda that would inspire future people to get involved through ISIS? We got into the White House. One of their aims is to paint that house black and to raise the black black flag of jihad over it. Can you imagine the propaganda online if that happened? Again, not even killing Donald Trump or Pence or anyone. Just the fact that you got into the White House and set a bomb off in, in any part of it. The propaganda that would inspire and inspire future people to get involved. If you can get into the White House, you can get anywhere. So my plea is this. Please, please, please.
Donald Trump and, and the Secret Service. I know I know tourism is important to a certain extent, but please have security as the first thing. And by the way, I would say this if Obama was president, or Jimmy Carter was president, or even Woodrow Wilson was president. It's not about the person, it's about the office that they hold. And the symbolism that office holds is incredible. And the terrorists know that as well. And any type of attack like that is just, it would just have such dire consequences for both um, America, but also peace-loving people around the world. Because that would bring a further wave of attacks and more innocent people would die. And then going forward, I think it's time, and I'm going to, I'm working on a show for, and it'll be several weeks down the road, on foreign policy. We really have to have some honest discussions about foreign policy, about how we deal with it, because ter- tyranny is growing in this world. That nut job over in North Korea really is starting to push boundaries, and lo- after launching missiles a couple of weeks ago at Japan, at the US, near the US naval bases in Japan. He is crazy enough, just an, just enough, to go, I don't care, let's just go. Let's just fire them and see what happens. He won't care that America, if America responds, it will obliterate its country back to the Stone Ages. He doesn't care. He'll just see how much damage he can do. But that's a show for a future, for f- several weeks down the road, because I think it's time to re-examine the foreign policy and actually look at it through a principled lens. Don't go anywhere, America. I got still a lot to talk to you about. I've got an excitement segment. I want to talk to you about the Declaration of Independence. But up next, I want to talk to you about Neil Gorsuch and the show trials that are uh, happened on Capitol Hill this week. I'll be right back, America. Thank you so much for listening to this short clip from the Freedom's Disciple podcast from last Saturday. I hope you enjoyed the content. Please subscribe for free on SoundCloud iTunes or Google Play Music by searching Freedom's Disciple, where new content is released every Saturday at 12 noon Eastern. God bless. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. 